Well, well amen, amen and amen. amen. I, know I know this looks weird. weird. That, Scott is over at First Baptist Entry preaching homecoming for them today. And so I'm going old school today. This is where I first started. 18 years old, green as a gourd. I started serving my surf church as minister of music. So i got to be honest. I'm having a blast today, all right? I'm having a blast. Now, you've got to be a part of that, right? Man, was that baptism service not wonderful. Amen. And so, why don't we just sing and celebrate the goodness of God today? Does that sound like a good idea? All right, let's stand together, sing a great old hymn called At Calvary. Born again on June 11, 1978. Okay, now that's not so 
important maybe to, to you, but that's an important day to me. Right? I mean, that's the day that I knew I passed from death to life. So I don't know what your day was, and you may not even remember the date. But, but you, you were, were there, there, right? You were there, there when God did a work, work of grace. And, and that, that was, was a glorious day. And so, so let's, let's sing, sing this song together. Glorious day.
Amen. Thank you for singing. Amen. 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 Let's, Let's just continue, continue now. now. We're, We're going to sing, sing this, this beautiful song called Wonderful, Merciful Savior. So, so ladies, you lead out, out on that, and we're just going to sing it all together.
Lord Jesus, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you that you are wonderful and that you are counselor. You are mighty God, the everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. Thank you that you have made a way that we could know you. And so, Lord, we give you praise today. We honor you. We magnify you. Because there is none like you, Jesus. There is none like you. And we bless your name. And we pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Wow. I'm not exactly sure what to do now. All right. So, so I guess, I guess I'm going to do what comes more naturally to me now, and that's to preach. Yesterday, we had a marvelous day. We uh, had a deacon training and uh, got to get together, had wonderful fellowship. And Brother Rick Thompson is leading our deacon team for this year and chairs that. And has such a heart for it. You can see that already. Has such a heart for it. And has led already so very well and organized a session that we had, had yesterday, yesterday to, to, to get, get together, to, we prayed together, spent time in the Word together, and, and then, then we just kind of looked at what, what does it really mean to be a deacon, so what does the, the, the Bible have to say about that, and then what does that mean in the context of this church, Papa Spring, and I think it's so important that I, I, I really want to preach on that today. All right. Now, now it'll, it'll be a little, little different. The, the angle's going to be a little different because we're together, we're a body, but I want you to understand how important this, this ministry, this office of being a deacon really is to Popper Springs. And now, now, I'm going to say a lot by way of introduction. The message is very, very short, I promise you. But the introduction's really lengthy. All right? And so... so that's, That's really, really a joke. joke. All right. Don't, don't, don't panic. So, so I want you to think about this, okay? Just, just kind of go with me. If, I, if, if I'm, I'm working with a church, um, and, and, and I do every single week, almost I'm working with a two or three, three different churches, churches you know, Southern, Southern Baptist churches across our state. And, and I'll, I'll ask several questions. And, and, and usually I will just cut, because they're such a part of me. I mean, I, this, this is not something we were taught to do at the state. This is just me. This is how I think. And this is just kind of how I operate. And so, and so I, know I know that, that as, as a church, everything we do has to be built on a biblical foundation, right? You, you, you can't build on tradition. And some traditions are great, but you can't build on tradition. Tradition is never going to save you. Tradition will never write your name down in the Lamb's Book of Life. But Jesus can. Amen? Jesus can do that. And so we want to build upon the Word of God. It's God-breathed. It's God-inspired. So we want to build on a biblical foundation. And, and so, so we, we know by the scriptures that there is this ministry called the Office of a Deacon. You find that several places, but the one that's probably the most prominent is what you find in First Timothy chapter 3. 
And so I, I'm, I'm already off script, right? I'm already off script, but so this is not your fault. Listen, listen, listen to these words. Deacons likewise must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for honest, uh, dishonest gain. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. In other words, they know the Word of God. And let them also be tested first, and let them serve as deacons as they prove themselves blameless. Blameless doesn't mean perfect. It just means there's not an accusation against their spiritual character. Their wives, likewise, must be dignified, not slanderers, not, but, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let the deacons be the husband of one wife. He's a one-woman man. Managing the children of their own households well. For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. I'm not sure that Acts chapter 6 is... The, uh, the very first set of deacons, if they weren't, they were definitely the prototype for deacons. Listen to what the Bible says here in Acts 6. Again, I wanted to build a biblical foundation. Now, now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenistics rose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And I say, Ken, what does that mean? That means somebody was getting more of the cake than somebody else was getting the cake. Can you believe that one of the first issues in the church was over food? They were Baptists, okay, for sure. And, and so, so I'll just tell you a little secret. The, the food was the fruit. Trust was the root. The church was growing so fast, they didn't know each other because they didn't know each other. They didn't trust each other. And when you don't trust somebody, you, you're always looking for something, right? And if you look for it, guess what you'll do? You'll find it. But there, but there was, was a conflict, conflict now in the, in the church. church. Early stages of I mean, the church had just got going good in the book of Acts. And, and now we already got trouble over the homecoming dinner. dinner. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering. Now that leads me to believe that they might not have been Baptists, all right? Because it pleased everybody. And they chose Stephen, and you've got the list there. And they set before the apostles, they prayed, they laid hands on them, verse 7. And the Word of God continued to increase. And the, and the number, number of, of the disciples, disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. And so, so what I wanted to do this morning was just to, 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 to really bring a word of encouragement that God gives us insight out of the word, that, 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 that he gives us pastors and preachers and elders, overseers, whatever word you want to use there to, 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 to preach the word, to pray, to prepare, to, to cast vision and direction for the church. One man cannot fulfill everything that needs to happen in the body. 
12 years ago, one man cannot pastor every single person in the church. But one man can be sure that everyone in the church is pastored and cared for. And so, and so what, what you have in Acts chapter 6 was this, this, this God, God gives, gives us insight. It looked like there was trouble brewing. But here's what actually happened. God used a sticky situation to advance the gospel. More people were hearing the word because of what happened. More people were coming to faith in Jesus because of what happened here. And so I just want to say, I thank God for the deacons that we have right here, right now, and a big amen should go right there. All right? So here's what I believe about the men that are serving right now. I believe they are agents of peace. What, what you, you have, have in Acts chapter 6 is these men, God, God is using them as an extension of himself to be agents of peace. To be sure that everyone was cared for and taken care of. Second thing I want you to know is this. I believe they were submissive to authority. And, and, and there, there is, is a chain of authority in the scriptures. As a matter of fact, Paul does a masterful job of this. And let's see. Let's, let's, let's go to Philippians. Let's listen because, because you hear the distinct roles. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, with the, the overseers and deacons. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So Kim, what does that mean? Here's what that means. It, it means that there are overseers. The word overseer in the Greek could, could, is, is a word that could be interpreted several different ways. Overseer, shepherd, pastor, bishop, they're, they're interchangeable. So he's talking about the role of the pastor. So there's the role of the pastor, but then there's the role of the deacon. And those two roles have to work together really, really well. And when they do, you know what happens? There's peace. There's unity. Do you know, Do you know what, what God, God is looking, looking for in the church today? today? He's, He's looking, looking for unity. unity. Paul wrote so much in the New Testament about there being unity in the body. So in Acts 6, there's not unity. God uses those gifted men, those peacemakers, who are submissive to the spiritual authority in their life. And you know what happened? God anointed them, gave them a unique uh, role and function. And because of that, the gospel did not stop advancing. Man. So, so, so I want you to understand, understand that, 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 that when, when we say a pastor, or especially today we're talking about deacons, it is a biblical thing. This, this is not just a Baptist thing, thing right? It's not, it's not just because it's in the Bible. It's because it's in the Bible. So, so that, that ministry is, is, is based, based on a biblical foundation. foundation. But, but not only is a biblical foundation important, there's, 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 there's other things that are important. There's relational environments. I mean, I mean, these, these guys, guys were, they, they, they must, must have known the people really well, really well and the people trusted them. They, they, they were doing body life together. together. And so, so yesterday, yesterday we, were, we were able to, to just, just kind of walk through some things. things. And first, first and foremost, our deacon ministry is people business. It's people business. And, 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 and what's unique 
not, not, not only is there, there you know, a biblical foundation, foundation a relational foundation, there's, 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 there's church, church alignment pieces where our theology is succinct and, 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 and gun barrel straight. And I and hope I you know, know that, that it is. If, if you don't, don't know anything, anything about our statement of faith, faith I mean, you, you need, need to go to the website. And it's, it's, it's on the website. Just out of curiosity. It's just us here today. It's just us. How many of you have read through... The statement, statement of belief for Popper Spring Baptist, Baptist Church. Church. Okay. okay. Now, there, now there's, there's quite a few hands. hands. That's, That's good. And so I'm just going to encourage you to go, go read it. it. Do you Do not think that every member should know why they believe what they say they believe? And so, so go, go and read it and look at it because that is our statement of faith. faith. It's, it's, our, our, it's our doctrine. It's our theology that keeps us running the way that we need to run. And the church has affirmed that. It helps keep unity in the body. And so, and so the, the church, church alignment piece, I mean, I mean, so there's, there's theological alignment, there's relational alignment, that we, that we, we operate and function together. There's philosophical alignment that we understand the roles. I don't, I don't know how to make this any plainer. Let the preacher do the preaching and the singer do the singing. You know what I'm talking about? And so when everybody understands their role, but it all works together, right? Different members, one body. And I know what you're thinking. Right now you're thinking, yeah, but who's the head of the church? I can tell you who's the head of the church here. Hmm? Yeah, that's right. His name is Jesus. Amen. And then you have an under shepherd. Or going to have. The Lord's, the Lord's going to bring you sometime. sometime. So you'll have an under-shepherd, and you have a staff, and you have deacons. And, and man, those, those, those two offices work so tight and close together. And those, those functions have to be right. So your pastor will have to set the tone for vision. Your pastor sets the tone for the Word of God being distributed. Now, it, it Pop Pop Spring, Spring, what makes this unique? This is what makes you unique. unique. Okay, okay, I, I, know I know I'm going fast, but just hang with me for a second. second. We, we have, have a mission, mission you have, have a vision statement, statement and we, we all have values. Now, the mission statement should be true for every single church. It's the Great Commission. So we're to make disciples, Amen. That's, That's the, the mission for, for every single follower of Jesus and, and every single New Testament church. Make disciples. Okay? okay. Black, Black and white. In the scripture. Matthew 28. That's our mission. But our vision is how does this church uniquely be a part of that mission? And, and so, so at, at some, some point in the history and life of this church, you said we're going to grow disciples that connect upward, inward, and outward. Right? Now, now, now I don't know of another church on the planet that has that vision statement. We all have the same mission to make disciples. But, but how, how do you flesh that out? See, you are uniquely you in that. And then that's where the... I mean... What, what do you value? What makes us different? One, One of those things that makes Papa Springs unique is the Jethro ministry. I, I mean, they're, they're, they're not, I mean, there's 2,100 Southern Baptist churches in our state. And, and, and I can't tell you but a handful. There may be more that I just don't know about. But what I personally know about, maybe 30 to 40, what I found out yesterday across the state that used this. So it's, but it's rather unique. I don't know anybody else in our immediate area that uses this. 
So that's, so that's unique, unique to Poplar Spring. Because that, that, that speaks, speaks to what you value. value. Now, now, I'm, I'm going to tell, tell you how it works. works even though, though you would say, can we already know how it works? I am not going to assume anything. I'm going to keep the cookies on the bottom shelf. How about that? So you have 10 deacons. Each of those deacons have caregivers up to 10. And only that they can't go past that. They can, they can have, have up, up to 10, 10 caregivers. Some, Some of you are probably caregivers sitting here today. today. Each caregiver can have up to five prayer partners. Now, if you look at different value systems of other churches, they may operate differently. This is how you uniquely operate. And here's why this is so critically important. If you mess with the Jethro ministry, you just mess with the care arm of the church. You understand that? That, 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 that is, is a major function that, that we believe in this structure. If we don't have it, we're, we're not as complete as we could be. be. And, so and so when you are ministering and working and doing life with your prayer partner and your caregiver leader and your deacon, I mean, the goal is for you to do body life together, to spend time together, know each other, to have fellowship, and not just hide out of the hallway. That's, That's not, not fellowship. fellowship. I'm, I'm talking, talking about spending time together, together knowing each other. Here's, Here's what, what happens. It creates communication and it creates accountability. You communicate the things of the Lord together, but you create accountability to those things. Think you would love somebody. If you see them in sin, you would love them enough to warn them and call them out. And say, I love you so much, brother, I don't want to see you in that sin, right? So it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Unless... Unless, Unless the, deacons the deacons want to start, start casting vision for the church. Now, now you know what? That's, that's just one little simple thing. thing. That's just one little simple thing. Did her thing, thing did. That's, that's just one. one. Yeah, but then you go to your deacon and you think he's a representative of a people. Like he's some kind of senator or house of representative person. He's the representative of the people. No, he's not. He represents Jesus Christ, amen? And he loves you enough. And his goal is not an authoritative role. By the way, just so we all know how the value system works here. You have a church council, and the church council really is the governing body. Matter of fact, they're meeting when? Today at 3.30, not 4 o'clock. A little infomercial there, all right? So 3.30 today. Well, that's, well, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. thing. That's a system that, that I came from years ago. For 16 years, I passed a church with a very similar system. How we operate was through small groups, but you operate through a Jethro ministry. It doesn't matter. I'm just telling you a good thing that's a part of our structure. This is what we get to work with and join God in. And so they're not just to sit around and because you don't like the color of the carpet. That's a small thing. It didn't, it didn't make, make anything, anything tumble, tumble and fall. I mean, it's, it's just, just kind of, kind of a small thing. thing. But, but I, I promise you this. Y'all keep, y'all keep, you, if, if the deacons try to function in a way that they don't really need to function and the Bible doesn't call them and you begin to treat them in ways that the Bible doesn't really say to I mean, after a while, this thing is kind of squirrely. You know what I mean? And here's, and here's what's, what's going to happen. happen. If, if you, you don't, don't run, run the system, system 
the way, the way it's designed, designed to run, to run. eventually. <laughs> and this, this is, is killing, killing my competitive spirit right now, all right? I want you to know, I never let my kids win in anything. I am 60 years old, and I will still win, all right? So this, so this is, is killing, killing me to do, do this. If you, if you don't, don't honor your value system, especially in the area of care to the body, it all falls apart. You become very dysfunctional as a church. And instead of doing body life together, you sit on this side because somebody's sitting on that side. Now, I'm not saying that's accurate. I'm just, this is an illustration. But if it's true, today's a good day to get it right. Body life, right? And so God has given us men full of the Holy Spirit. That, that, and God's given us a system that, that, that the church has approved and affirmed. And, and, and so if you remember, a few months ago, we had a group called the Transformational Focus Team. And they looked at the six major functions of the church. And one of those functions... Actually, Actually, there were a couple, couple but, but fellowship and discipleship led to a conversation of we need to be sure we are affirming and operating the Jethro ministry well. And so yesterday, whether we realized it or not, yesterday was a step in the, in the right, right direction, direction to say we're, we're going, going to affirm that this is the right ministry for Popper Spring. And we've, and we've got, got to, to operate it the right way. It's, it's just too important. Now, now I'll, I'll close, close with this. Say, so, so, can you read out of, you know, Philippians and you read out of, but where, where does, where does, does Jethro ministry come from? from? It's, it's a, a long, long chapter, and, and I, won't I won't read the whole chapter. chapter. Just, just listen to the story. story. Moses, Moses got, got married. His, his father-in-law was named Jethro. Jethro. Moses is, is, is away from his family, his two kids, his wife. Jethro is going to bring his wife and two kids to meet up with Moses. And when Moses sees him, verse 7 says this, Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. And they asked each other their welfare and went into the tent. Then Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh to the Egyptians for Israel's sake. And all the hardship that had come upon them in the way and how long the Lord had delivered them. And Jethro rejoiced for all the good that the Lord had done to Israel and that he delivered them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who has delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians. Many scholars believe this was the moment of Jethro's personal salvation experience. That he heard that God delivered Israel. And he rejoiced that God was a God who could deliver out of bondage. Aren't you glad God delivered you out of your bondage? Aren't you glad God broke all the chains of sin in your life and that you are saved, you are forgiven, your name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life? That would make any Baptist want to shout, I would think. 
And Jephthah rejoiced that God, God could do such a thing. thing. He, he delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods because in this affair, they dealt arrogantly with the people. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and sacrifice to God. And Aaron came with him and all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. The next day. Moses sat to judge the people, and all the people stood around Moses from morning till evening. When Moses followed saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, What is this that you are doing for the people? Why do you sit alone and all the people stand around you from morning till evening? And Moses said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a dispute, they come to me, and I decide between one person and another, and I make them know the statutes of God and his laws. So in other words, Every day, everybody came to one man. Moses. And here's a brand new convert looking at that one. This is not healthy. This is not good. That one man is trying to do all of this. Moses' father-in-law said to him, what you are doing is not good. You and the people with you will certainly wear yourselves out. For the thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to do it alone. Now obey my voice and I give you advice and God be with you. You shall present before the people God and bring their cases to him. And you shall warn them about the statutes of law and make them know the way in which they must walk and what they must do. Moreover, look for able men from among the people, men who fear God, men who are trustworthy and hate bribes and place such men. Does that not sound crazy similar to what we just read in Acts chapter 6? Consistent. So, so this Jethro ministry, what we're talking about, is a consistent biblical ministry. And then he set them down in hundreds and fifties and just kind of broke it all down. And that's, in church, that's what you've done. That's what you have done. And so, and so we, we took yesterday to go back and to refresh that and just to think through it again and just to see how important that really is to body life. And so, so here's, what I, here's, here's my heart, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm wandering down. down. I really want to encourage you to pray for your deacons. I hope you view them as peacemakers. I hope you view them as men under the authority of Scripture. I hope you see them as men who truly are an extension of God's hand for this body. And you know how that operates and how they that rotate. But in this season, there's 10 men that are going to be serving. And, and, and I, I, know I know that some are working, working some, some are doing other things today, today some are working in security, but, but as many deacons as we do have sitting in the worship service right now, I know I, they didn't know I'm going to do this. this. I, know I know that, that I put them on the spot. And, and uh, Pat, Pat will tell you, I don't mind putting anybody on the spot. All right? So, so deacons, deacons, I want you to come, come and I just want you to just come stand right here. I just want you to come stand right here. There you go. Don't be shy. 
right now, I want just the, the guys that are active right now. And some of you already know that this, this deacon is your deacon, right? So I'm going to ask you to, I'm, I'm, again, I'm going to make you uncomfortable. If one of these guys is one of your deacons, would you come and stand with him? Would you come and stand with him? And, 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 and as, as you come and as you, you begin, begin to stand with them, I just want, you just, just kind of begin to circle up to, to start praying over your deacon, deacon. Okay? okay? Pray, pray that God, God would have his hand on him. Pray, pray that God, God would keep him humble. humble. Pray, pray that God, God would, would keep him in, 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 in a place that he's hungry for the word, that he loves this body, that he understands the importance of Jethro ministry, and that that's the lens he, as he serves, that is the lens that he will serve through. So right there where you are, begin praying right now. Just pray over that deacon right now. Ask God to do those things. And church, let's just pray for these as they're praying. All of us can be interceding for people right now. Father, Father, we thank, thank you, you for a moment like this that, that we can, can just come and, Lord, just literally lay hands on these men and to pray over them. God, we thank you for them. God, thank you for the role that you have called them to. Lord, the church body has seen these men of men of integrity, men of true character. They, they, they see them as men who understand and appreciate the scriptures. Lord, they, they see them as men who um, are very loyal. They see that in their home life. They see that in how they conduct themselves, Lord, even outside of the four walls of the church. And so, Lord, you, we believe that, God, you are sovereign and that you are, you, you, you just, you rule. And Lord, we believe that it was your desire for this season of Hopper Spring that these men serve the body in the function of a deacon. And so God, we praise you for that. We thank you for that. And Lord, we believe these men do understand that God, are they leaders? Yes. But Lord, they understand that their leadership is rooted in service. God, they care for the body. Which means that these men could have some of the greatest discipleship opportunities in the church period. Where, where, where they, their, their, their caregivers, their prayer partners can come alongside people in the body and, 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 and to love them, to care for them, to be able to speak truth to them. Lord, to, to, to nurture, to care for. God, that is a critical piece. And so, God, thank you for their heart. Thank you for their willingness. And Lord, it's kind of neat today. I know that they pray for their families, but it's just nice to see some of the families praying for their deacon today. And so God, thank you. 
Lord, thank you for every caregiver. Thank you for every prayer partner. And Lord, we pray that as the church moves forward, as you continue this season of transition, that God, their, their service as unto you would encourage the body, that it would advance the teaching of Scripture, and ultimately, God, we would see more of what we saw today. God, we will see uh, the, the gospel, gospel itself deliver people. And God, we would see more people saved and more people baptized and more people added to the church. And God, we, we, just, we know that that's how critical this ministry, this Jethro ministry is. And Lord, we want to see you do a fresh work. We want to see you do something that can only be explained by you. And so, Lord, we thank you for these men. God, thank you for the focus team. Thank you for the conversations. Thank you for how you identified its importance. And thank you for putting it on Rick's heart, God, to, to immediately have a session to, to kind of rethink and recalibrate and hit the ground running. And God, we're watching you just put all this together. And Lord, and Lord, you and you, you alone get, get all the praise and the honor and the glory for it. God, God we, we want to see you do a magnificent work of grace, God, through this fellowship. And so, so we, we thank, thank you for its leaders. We thank you for those who serve God in every capacity. God, every member of this body is critically important to the advancement of the kingdom. And so, Lord, may today be a day that we feel the way to understand how important it is to build on a biblical foundation. That our doctrine, our theology be gun barrel straight, that we know why we believe, what we believe, and why we do what we do. And that, God, you would get great glory in and through it all. Lord, thank you for giving us this day today. And we praise you for it all. And we, and we ask, ask it in Jesus' name. Let me make two statements and you're dismissed. Number one, church council is going to meet today at 3.30. Choir rehearsal is going to be at 4.30. If you're glad you came today, stay. All right. If you're a guest today or if you've been thinking about it, some questions about the church, maybe you've got questions about salvation, church membership, maybe you just need somebody to pray. I'm going to hang out down here at the front for a while after the service. I'll cut this microphone off, and I would love to meet you and be able to speak with you. Hey, stand up, shake a hand, hug a neck, and you are dismissed. God bless you. Bless you.